Quiet on the set. Action. everyone welcome to the prior affair art show at black stack brewery hello we are hot chocolate media we are a uh, twin cities based multimedia art collective made out of artists that we make podcasts and web series and stage plays basically we do performance art in various different medias typically all with a geek centered content matter uh, today we're going to record a couple episodes of our improvised movie pitch podcast called The Movie Machine, where we're going to take a random movie prompt from the internet that I'll pull up my phone, and I have three individuals, the elite of Hollywood, if you will, are going to pitch a movie based on that random prompt. So we have our writer, Tom S.T. <laughs> Tom S.T.'s broke into the industry by being Trent Reznor's mood coach. Right. We have our director, Jacob Gulliver, who is the PA to the Incredible Hulk on Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> very true, very true. And we have our producer, Ben Lifson, who is Werner Herzog's uh, landscaper. <laughs> so, How's that working out for you? Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's going well. And, so, um, I just want to applaud the people who laughed at that for knowing who Werner Herzog is. <laughs> All right. So... I'm going to give our group a prompt. They're each going to have a time to make their pitch on how to make the movie. Starting with our writer, Tom, the theme of your story, it is a dramatic drama. That's kind of redundant. Well, Just a little The movie bit. machine says what it says. The main character is a stressed explorer. The start of the story is a miscommunication. And the end of the story is a lecture. All right, so immediately when I think of Stressed Explorer, what, what's a franchise that everybody really feels needs another shot? Of obviously it's Indiana Jones. So what if we, not, not going into the future, but maybe going into the past, maybe between young Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's, it's complicated time-wise, but we'll go with it, whatever. So Indiana Jones between young Indy and, and the first, and, and Raiders, and just, he's in a tough spot. It, it, you have to start it within, within the action to give him something to be stressed about. The only thing, I think that we would need is to, re to, to we can't have Harrison Ford, obviously, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's because he's sorry. old people. That's the only reason. <laughs> but starting out, I, can, I mean, and uh, oh, you know what? A young Indiana Jones in graduate school trying to become a professor would make him very stressed out. So that's, that's where I'd like to start with this movie. Okay, do you have a title for this film? And anything else you'd like your not young Indiana Jones, but... but <laughs> 20-something Indiana Twice. Jones adventure to happen. Well, obviously it has to be called Indiana Jones. Uh, Indiana Jones and the post-doc terror. How about that? And I think that we should follow him from graduation through, from his, his undergrad program through to a post-doc. He should obviously be in conflict about religious artifacts with his professors because obviously these things like magic and, and spirituality and these things don't really exist, but he believes that they do and he's set out to prove, to prove this, this maybe angry faculty leader wrong about that. All right, awesome. So 
our director, Jacob. You have a script treatment from Tom here called Indiana Jones and the Postdoc Terror. It is a uh, academic adventure where Indiana Jones carves through the mad jungle of academia. What do you, you like this film? How do you make it snap, director? Yeah, you know, this, this has potential. I can see where this is going. I think the first thing that we need to do is get rid of that title entirely because that's, that's not going to put butts in seats in our movie theaters. I don't know if that's going to sell the way that we're expecting that one to. The other thing is that there is totally a way to get Harrison Ford to do this, and that is if this is animated. So I'm going to suggest that we make this an animated movie, and that way he can still play Indiana Jones. We can still have him you know, in his iconic role. I think that we should, if we're going to go that route, we should make it a little bit tongue-in-cheek and kind of like poke fun a little bit at some of the other Indiana Jones, just like nice little subtle jokes and nods to that. I want one of the other professors to be played by Ken Jeong, and he's going to like kind of make fun of like the, the stereotype that we got in the short round character. So he's going to like mock that viciously as like a, a really great you know, nod to that, uh, the Temple of Doom. So I think that'll work pretty well. I think what we really need is like a dig of some kind, some sort of like end goal or some sort of like thing for him to get to. And I'd kind of like to see a little bit more of that. And I think we need like a villain. I think we need somebody sort of like obstructing his, his process in some way. We need somebody who can really, you know, get in the way and make a, a compelling villain for our, our intrepid adventure. So that's appealing to me. What I'd like to do is I don't want to go like too far into like the realistic side. I want it to be kind of, you know, exaggerated style in the vein of like some of the Pixar type stuff where they have like maybe bigger heads or hands than like normal humans do, but still has like enough reality that they they do kind of look like they could be a human person, sort of like, you know, caricatures of what a human being actually looks like. So that's kind of the style that I'm imagining. I think we should have... You know, a lot of, like, the professorial life be very kind of bland and straightforward, but then as he gets, like, more into it, as he's discovering these things, as he's going out on this this eventual dig, and as he encounters the villain, we can get more color in, get more energy, get more vibrance into the movie, and really showcase the fun of doing these kind of digs. So that's kind of what I'm imagining. And of course... What's your new title? Oh, man. Because <laughs> you said it had to go, but you offer no suggestions. Uh, let's call it Indiana Jones colon the first journey. The first what? The, the first, first journey. Journey. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you have anything else you want to add? One last. You got. Um, I just I want to make sure that we give Ken Jong just a juicy juicy part because he'd be amazing. All right, your producer Ben, he's got your treatment, your first storyboards, and everything. Your job is to make this thing make money. You have an animated Indiana Jones: The First Journey. You feeling good? Uh, no. So. <laughs> So first off, two things. First off, they're already making a new Indiana Jones movie. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, children. That's all right. Um, Indiana Jones is PG-13, okay? Right. Come on. So, however, and even if you do it animated, you can't, I don't think you can have two Indiana Jones, but what you can have, you can have two of the same franchise if one of them is Lego, as Batman has shown. Um... Now, and the, pre, the most recent Lego movie, uh, Ninjago, didn't do so well because no one heard of a Ninjago, but people want to see Legos to see the cameos. So uh, we're going to have Lego Indiana Jones. Um, that's going to be the new title. And, you know, 
I think keeping it in academia is a good idea. And what's cool about Lego is you can do crossovers. So who else was in academia? Harry Potter. So we're going to have some of those students there, you know, maybe have Snape as a professor. Like Play, play fast and loose with the rules of IPs. Yeah, like exactly. Like they did in the Lego like, Batman. Like, like the Lego movie. Like yeah. Snape I mean, could be yeah, like, that's... Mr. Jones, your artifact hunting is ridiculous. <laughs> or something. Do you want to replace Alan Rickman's? Well, you, you kind of have to. Yeah. Unless you can, or, you know, I do know a good medium, and we could hold a seance if we get some recording equipment and we have the script ready. I mean, the Lego I'm movies don't care about having them sound like the original people anyway, so <sighs> let's just, let's not even... Yeah, do. I mean, Lego Batman had Eddie Izzard playing Voldemort, and they had Voldemort playing Alfred. Right, so, exactly. So I mean, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so I think uh, you can have a lot of fun with that. And there, there's your tongue-in-cheek references, right, making it tongue-in-cheek. Indiana Jones is trying to... Like, the thing he's trying to find is, I, I don't know the exact name, I'll, I'll give it to my Lego researchers, but maybe, like, the most rare Lego set, you know, like the first one, the first Lego set where, you know, they didn't even have arms, or they were just literally legs. Or it could be, like, the Brick of Destiny he's trying yeah. to find. <laughs> before, before it was Lego, it was leg, is what you're saying. Right. Okay. And no, that, that's, so, yeah, he's trying to find, and he's uncovering the history of Lego, and that can be, you know, a little thing, archaeology, finding history. Um, you know, we can have a lot of fun things with the traps, you know, uh, where the big traps where instead of building things really fast, they have to rebuild things really fast. Like, the boulder's coming down, so they have to rebuild the track to make it swerve off a different direction. So, yeah, we're going to call it Lego Indiana Jones. And, you know, have crossovers with Harry Potter. Maybe have Lex Luthor be a bad guy. He's trying to find it first. Uh, that could be fun. And budget's going to be a little less than the first Lego movie. I'd say $50 million, $55 million. And, yeah, we're going to make this awesome. I just write words. I don't deal with money. All right. So, Tom Ryder, uh, you've gotten the notes from the studio back. Yeah. So, your original pitch has now become Indiana Jones, the Lego movie. With a Harry Potter and what was the other crossover? Oh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, so, you know, just throw in anybody. So yeah, you so have freedom to write in as many like intellectual property crossovers as, as you have. As long as WB owns them. Yeah, the, and the instruction is make it fun and goofy for the kids. So what direction would you like to take your script? Oh gosh, I mean, if you're gonna, if we're going to go with intellectual property crossovers and you want Lex Luthor in there, why not put Batman and Superman in there? Make it Justice League themed. I mean, we can just be derivative of the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> That's fine. But I really do want to stick to the original plot, which is, I mean, and Indiana Jones is focused more on religious artifacts. And I know they've explored uh, Hinduism and Christianity and Judaism in the earlier films. So maybe we could go back to that and maybe look for some, I don't know, uh, Islamic artifacts that have religious and or spiritual and or magical significance. Um, I still want to have that in there. But yeah, he could, he, he, I mean, grad students don't have a lot of money, obviously. So maybe teaming up with Bruce Wayne might not be a bad idea. We've, we completely lost the academic angle, but the only problem, I guess, is how to incorporate the Harry Potter element when this is all a universe of um, uh, of muggles in in the Harry Potter universe. So it's not like they can't uh, they can't really mix together with that with those. So I, I'm just not sure how to incorporate that element. But if you really, really, really want it in there, I guess. Uh, Harry Potter can be involved somehow, even though they're completely different timelines. Well, if we're okay, if we're at, if we're having time, if we need a time travel element, let's throw in Doctor Who. Why not? There you go. All right. So, director, 
the studio came back, turned your animated movie into an animated movie, Lego. You've been given a whole list of IPs they'd love you to shoehorn in. They've given you a $55 million budget. You make this baby tick, you steal your movie? Oh, yeah. I've got some great ideas for this bad boy. Oh, so, thank God. <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. The whole, like, deep, like, searching for, like, really, really complex religious artifact. No, no, no. This, this needs to be simpler than that. So, Indiana Jones is searching for the prime Lego, which not only can be used to build anything, as all Legos can be, it can also shape the destiny of the universe. So we're, we're looking for this prime Lego artifact, and it's, it's also something that's found in other dimensions. And because of that, these other IPs have interacted with it in some way. And in a parallel dimension, Lex Luthor has found the prime Lego and is using it to collect the other prime Legos so that he can become this master of everything. So Indiana Jones is using this to try and get the, the is trying to prevent this from happening mm-hmm. and he has to travel to these different places to and uncover it using the, the you know the combined knowledge and skills of the heroes of the other universes to get this prime lego before Lex Luthor can get his hands on it and to eventually defeat him. So that's kind of what I'm imagining. And that works perfectly cuz in this case Ken John can actually play short round from another dimension. And he can be like, you know, the adult short round as like, you know, he can still make fun of like the role and like say like things went very differently for us. Oh, yeah. And make it, you know, mm-hmm. like the darkest timeline of yeah. this whole like thing. I think the so, only way to make short round work <laughs> is to make it a parody of himself. Right, exactly. And in that way, we can also bring in Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor and he can make fun of himself as Luthor in Superman Returns. So I think that would be brilliant. I think that would be incredible. So I'm, I'm all on board with this idea. I think that's, that's going to work in terms of getting all our IPs in. We can have these great little cameos from different, you know, like, it's fine if we have Doctor Who. And, like, that one can, doesn't even matter what we're doing. Doctor Who can just show up because that's how that IP works. So it's, it's completely perfect. I think that this is going to be a, a really fun adventure. It's going to sell tons and tons of Legos. And we're all going to make crazy bank. So, um, you know, beyond that... I think we need, really need to, like, up the, the fun aspect of this. So we want lots of scenes with, like, building and exploring and trying to figure out what, you know, these Legos can be built into. Because we want to have that fun, creative energy. And to that note, I really want to have uh, a great soundtrack. So I think we should get somebody who's, like, not super popular but has, like, a lot of fun behind them. So I'm thinking we get a soundtrack by They Might Be Giants. So they can have like this fun, upbeat, adventurous soundtrack, just like very creatively open and exciting. And it will be really, really fun. Kids will love it. Parents will love it. Because like all the ironic hipster parents will be like, hey, they might be giants. So it'll be great. I think it'll be perfect. All right. Producer Ben, you have your Indiana Jones Lego movie, which has very little Indiana Jones in it now. (laughs) Kevin Spacey's kind of like stolen this movie and... As best you can, even though they don't have mouths, his chewing scenery is Lego Lex Luthor. And you have a soundtrack by They Might Be Giants. You f- this is going to be a moneymaker for you, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, though, you're right about maybe Indiana Jones getting a little sidelined here. So I think to counteract that, we need to just show Indiana Jones in his natural environment. So sorry, writer, but Hollywood, get used to me just throwing out what you thought. We're not going to have young Indiana Jones anymore. He's going to be in his prime, you know, finding things and, you know, Indiana Jonesing. And, but he's also a teacher at a school. So maybe we can still throw in some of our school jokes like Harry Potter's a student. 
of his, and there can be a little joke where it's like, because in the, in the Indiana Jones movies, Indiana Jones is all like, oh, there's nothing supernatural about archaeology and stuff. And like, you can have Indiana Jones telling Harry Potter, it's like, yeah, there's nothing supernatural in the world. It, it's just, it's like, oh, okay, professor. I don't know about that. Or I, wow, your impression is perfect. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, You're spot on. Daniel Radcliffe, is that you? <laughs> Maybe that was more of a Ron, I don't know. So yeah, we'll have a bit more Indiana Jones in his having adventures, make it a little more modern times. I'm thinking if we're going to play up the parallel universe thing, we shouldn't have him starting out knowing about parallel universes. So we can start it out, you know, with him trying to find, you know, a standard Indiana Jones artifact. You know, doing the normal movie, we can't, I don't think we can put Nazis in a Lego kids movie. So, you know, we'll just, we'll just, you know, have them like generic bad guys. um, And they're trying to find... uh, the rarest Lego set was a gold uh, Mr. Money Lego, which sold, is currently selling for $1,100. So he can be looking for his top hat. It's a, it's a Lego. <laughs> Look it up. It's, it's very fancy. It That's a, very specific. I know. He's looking for <laughs> a very specific. old top hat. But anyway, I don't know. I'm throwing this to the animator. They can figure stuff out. I think that marketing-wise, this is really good. People like Indiana Jones. People like Legos. So I think they're going to go see this. And yeah, we can just have some really wacky, wacky, wackiness. So I'll and I know my director is capable of making wacky, wacky, wackiness. So I I trust you and the animation. Just don't make it another Lego Ninjago, or else WB's gonna. See, I always thought it was Ninja Go. Ninja Go, yeah. Pokemon Go. Because but like I guess not. WB has only like this Lego franchise left, and. Like if they lose this, they're they're in big they're they're depending on the DC movies, which we'll see what Uh-oh. happens. All right, so I'm putting all your data into the movie machine movie simulator, and as I pull the lever, it sounds like Indiana Jones real. whip cracking. We'll add that in post, by the way. <laughs> I mean, no post. It really does sound like that. And the movie machine tells me this movie. Hits with mixed reviews. So Scott Weinberg, reviewer for uh, The Nerdist, says, it is a blatant cash grab by Warner Brothers and Lego, but it has its moments. And that's about the nicest review out there. There's a big Twitter war about the lack of courage from the studio to include Nazis in it, because Indiana Jones fought them. And it was like, how else will kids learn to stand up against Nazis if their own Lego toys can't do it? And then the alt-right side of Twitter comes in defense of the movie because of that. So your movie becomes a meme similar to Pepe the Frog used by the alt-right Twitter trolls because you all lack the courage to put Nazi bad guys in your film. But the movie machine is a magical device. You have two minutes each of time travel magic to fix your mistakes and hopefully pull this... uh, movie out of the terrible place that is Twitter hashtag wars. Starting with our writer, Okay. you can try and fix this. Oh yes, I'm gonna try. I, I think I would fight harder for including Nazis in this movie because... As bad guys. Yeah. yeah. As oh, bad guys. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay, I don't want my name attached to anything where the Nazis are depicted even slightly sympathetically because I think we need to take a, we need to take a very clear stand and not be wishy-washy around this. I also think that... I love that this is the breaking point. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I only have so much control. What do you want me to do? 
And the other thing I would, I would, I would probably maybe pull back the Harry Potter aspects and keep it rooted in the the time that Indiana Jones is set in, rather than trying to shoehorn. Because it, it's you get a balance between people who are like, oh, I understood that reference. It's funny, and people who are like, that didn't make any sense. It's terrible. And I think that we could have we could have made it a more focused picture if we had tried to stop if we had stopped trying to throw in every other nerd franchise that we could have into this thing. So, all right, director Jacob, do you like the changes the writer suggested? Yeah, definitely. And, and how are you going to save your film from uh, Twitter social sure. warfare? Yeah. So I think in this in this scenario, we we I think we still need some of like the other IPs. Like, blatant cash grab is a weird comment from. People who've already seen like Lego Batman and the Lego movie with like a million IPs in them, and now they're like, hey, wait a minute, this seems like a cash grab. It's like, literally we, a commercial. Went to see it and loved it, so I'm sorry for making more of that. Like, anyways, so the, the, the thing about that doesn't make sense to me. Whatever. The, the scenes with other IPs we're going to put in just like, you know, five minutes or less of. It's mostly going to be about Indiana Jones trying to find this prime Lego on his, his dimension. And like occasionally we'll get little bits of, of Lex Luthor. I think the Nazis are also looking for it. I really, really want to make the Nazis like the most cartoonish thing possible. Like they'll be like really silly and dumb and like they'll be like a Exaggerated dump, a dump truck full of horse manure over. that like falls on them. Like, oh, <laughs> oh darn! Like you know that kind of like really ridiculous cartoony thing. So we can just show like okay these guys are like the ultimate butt of the joke. Your your punishment for being completely awful garbage people is being the joke for the rest of time. Like that's that's what we want to do with this and really like cement that. So that's kind of what I'm imagining. You know, when he teams up with these other different heroes, it should just be like a short, brief interaction. And like, you know, you get a, enough of a cameo, they can hang out for a bit. He learns something from them. And then when it comes to like the final showdown, he has just enough knowledge or like he puts together the things that he's learned to overcome and like, you know, learns a lesson about teamwork and learns a lesson about learning things from others. And, you know, even, you know, working with strange people from other dimensions, like we can bring in a whole like aspect of like great multiculturalism as this push back against, you know, Nazi BS, as it were. All right. So I think that'd be really, really great. So producer Ben, you have some changes made to uh, save your film from the terror it was in. Do you like the changes your creative team has done? Are, are you going to keep them? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Is there anything else you'd like to add or change? Come on, man. Help me out on this one. I mean, we want you to be happy with this thing, too. So, uh, Darth Vader's going to show up. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Is that all? You're good? Yeah, I think so. All right. He yeah. can have as much screen time as he had in Rogue One. I mean, that's... Oh, could he kill a whole bunch of Nazis in a hallway with his lightsaber? Can he uh, just redo the Rogue so, One hallway okay. scene? I got this. I got this. The Nazis try and recruit him, and then he kills a bunch of them. It's gonna be yeah, good. and we just redo the hallway scene from Rogue One, but with Nazis yeah. and like, sure. hey, you're evil. And and, like, and they're, no, but they're Lego yeah, guys, so it's yeah. funny when they get decapitated. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so... There you have it, folks. I'm going to re-enter this data into the movie machine. 
this does a lot better. It's considered the third best Lego movie. There's four of them. You did manage to be better than Ninja Go or Nagato, but not as popular as the Lego movie and Lego Batman movie. But you made a nice chunk of change for the studio and Lego, and you sold tons of Lego sets. That being said, the gif of Lego Darth Vader in the hallway it becomes like everyone's go-to gift all the time on the gift keyboard. So you become a kind of a social mark on that. And we're going to end our episode of Moving Machine, as we always do, with a non-context quote from Guy Fieri. That'll clean you right out, won't it? 